is the Under Center Podcast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Under Centre Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Darmar. Delighted, as always, to be joined by Fionn Malloy. Fionn, how are you, buddy? Yeah, pleasure to be here this week. Doing well, having a nice week. So, gearing up for our first semi-finals, Dara, as you know, a bit of a weird circumstance for the Pirates. We're kind of stumbling into this one. But look, more football is always good, Dara. Yeah. First ever playoff game for the Pirates, I believe, in it? First ever playoff game for the Pirates. Not the way maybe you'd want to get into one, but uh, look, we'll take it, as I said, a little bit more football. Nobody's going to complain. That's it. That's it. anything for a, an extra game will do us uh, no harm at all. Uh, on the show tonight, we are heading down south to Munster and we are talking to Cor- the Cork Admirals and uh, representing the Cork Admirals. We are delighted to welcome a defensive coordinator, Brendan Keller. Brendan, how are you, sir? Very good, lads. Very good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, no problem at all. No problem at all. Well, look, listen, you drew the short straw in the team chat, I'm sure, to have to come on this week. So um, <laughs> yeah. we'll, uh, uh, we'll busy, try and be... Busy we'll week, tr- right. Busy week, right. busy, yeah. busy week yeah. indeed, because and we'll get into it, obviously, more in depth in a little bit. But obviously, the, the last game, last regular season game of the year this Sunday, um actually having it in uh, the MTU and also having a, a family fun day as well. So I'm sure it's uh, quite fun getting a game plan ready and getting everything else ready for for uh, for Sunday. Yeah, plenty of distractions this week, all right. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. It's you... good. Like, you know, it's our kind of, we, we've done this every year pre-COVID or last few years pre-COVID. Um, we've been uh, we've been out there and kind of struggled to get it going last year, but and we're we're in a much better place, kind of organisationally and everything. Kind of get that first year post COVID under our belts, and we're able to kind of have a bit of bandwidth to kind of go and do it properly again. So yeah, looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Every every one so far has been a great occasion. I'm sure if you talk to the the other teams who played there as well, they really they've really enjoyed the occasion. So just looking forward to it, and and um and looking forward to the game as well. Yeah. Do you get involved in much of that off the pitch stuff, or is your focus now just on the on the team activities? No, I'm neck deep in committee stuff as well. So yeah, same as everybody probably are the majority of clubs like the guys involved in coaching and playing are probably involved in, in running the club as well. So yeah, um I suppose it was myself and two other guys kinda of got it going originally and um kind of keeping it going now. There's a, there's a whole bunch of other guys have to come here on committee this year, which is great, which has probably given us the the lease of life we needed to kinda of keep going with these kind of things. So trying to divvy it all up into chunks and everyone looking after their own bits and coming together and talking lots of this week now as well or in the last week as well. So, no, it's been good. It's been good. But, um, yeah, it's it's a lot like because there's a, there's a lot of prep um, and it, the way the season has fallen, everybody's kind of had a lot of games kind of shoehorned in to the end of the season. Everyone's had a lot of kind of quick turnaround. So, maybe a bit quicker than we're, than we're used to. So, that kind of dealing with that as well is, um, is difficult enough, yeah. Obviously, with the yeah, with the condensed season, everything is a little shorter, and having to sort of you know get things organised a little quicker maybe than uh, previous years. But you know, what what actually let's let's talk talk about it. And it's what what was the first uh, when was the first year that you actually started doing the the family fun day for for the last games of the season? Yeah, so um, you go rewind a little bit further back. So we. Um... We didn't participate, or we f- we finished in in the season early in 2013, and we were a year out in 2014. And 2015, we were back in IFL one and got to the final. And in 2016, there was a an ex- a bid went out or an expression of interest, kind of to who'd be interested in, in posting or hosting the final, um, hosting the uh, hosting the IFL one ball that time. Uh, and we said we'd be interested. So often we so the first kind of go round was actually the. Um, the year we won the um, the AFI won bowl and, and we played the, the the Trojans and and that was the final of the competition that year so that was great um, and kind of that was a great occasion and we thought look look that's something we should be doing every year um, just the amount of positive feedback we got from you know the the community and, and people coming to it and and all that and you know um, an awful lot more people knew the club existed then off the back of it um, and then so. You know, we, we we doubled down then, and we 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 um in, we didn't have an opportunity to kind of host anything after that. Then, so we just asked it to the league to kind of ring fence a home game somewhere around the end of the season that we'd be kind of looking for something in late June, early July. Give us the best chance of having a, a bit of nice weather 
and, and we were lucky enough to be able to get that and, and we kept it going after that then so um, played the Panthers in a really close game after that um, and, and won and the Panthers beat us in, in, in out there the year we went to, and won the um, won the, the Shamrock Bowl and then we played um, we played the Rhinos the year after that then and um, and didn't play didn't have the game out there um, last year or our last season but um, yeah it's, we, we've been on a kind of a, a good run but um, yeah we're not exactly sure where we will land um, with kind of attendance and all that kind of stuff now with the with the break um, so we're, we feel like we're probably in the place where we have to build it up again over a couple of years to kind of get it back to where it was um, kind of just in the in its kind of heyday but um you know, uh, so like we we've we kind of two streams for um for ticket sales. So we we kind of ticket sales on the day, but we we kind of t- ticket sales in advance as well from the players. But the the last year we um we held it. We had um we had over eight hundred paying on the day. So uh, and that was separate to the ticket sales. So look, we don't know exactly how many got, but we definitely had well over a thousand paying in to go to, to to the event on on the day, which was which was great. That's brilliant. Yeah, it That's must brilliant. be great this year as well. Sorry, Dara. It must be great this year as well. Uh, obviously, from an outside perspective, we all love these like big tense end of season games. We had a great game last weekend between the Trojans and the Panthers. Luckily, yeah. I suppose from your guys' perspective, you're locked in, right? Nothing's going to change. Whatever yeah. the outcome of this game on Sunday, uh, I guess that really helps the lads on your side of the field. Anyway, kind of enjoy the moment a little bit, especially if you get that kind of eight hundred. A thousand person crowd. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun to play in front of a good crowd, and I guess you're going to be nice and relaxed and able to properly enjoy the day out. Oh, yeah, big time. But like we're like we don't want we like we were our number one goal on the on the football side of it is to put on a performance. You know, um, like we've got the playoffs coming. You know, hot and heavy straight after that. So like we don't want to kind of limp in. You know, we'd like to be you know playing well and having a bit of form coming into it. So you know, we're just concentrating on on trying to. Do the same things we do every week, and you know, or from game to game, and you know, just try maximize our performance in the day. But it, like, there isn't, there isn't a kind of a weight of expectation on us. There isn't a supposed to pressure on us. So there is a kind of a look. Just get out there and play and, and do your best. And look, doesn't really matter what the result is for us, but we still obviously want to to to, to do our best and, and and play well. Yeah, I like that we mentioned just before we started recording. There is a little bit of a, a sort of wait and see scenario as well because. The yeah. game itself could mean everything to the Panthers, or then again, it could mean nothing because with yeah. them and the Trojans, of course, being level on points, and the and the Panthers having the head-to-head record now after last weekend's result, they'll just need to equal the Trojans' um, results. Mm-hmm. So if they lose on on Saturday now against the Rebels, they can go down to Cork knowing that they have their playoff spot sealed. And I guess maybe yeah. it's kind of maybe uh, especially for for the Panthers that have had a few issues with numbers this year it's about maybe just keeping bodies healthy then for the following week yeah but I, I, I'm sure they're in the same boat as us like you know they don't want to come down and lay an egg in front of a crowd and you know and not play to the guys involved in their in their team and like they, they like you know that's not who they are you know that's definitely not who they are like and you know they've come down in the past you know when like uh, and, and and like the year we won the Shamrock Bowl they came down and made a show of us, you know, they came down and beat us by two or three scores and were miles the better team on the day. We were flying through the year league that year and we hit a big bump when they came down. They had a couple of weeks off and they restructured a bit, but they played really, really well when they came down. Look, we know how, how much quality they have all across the field. You know, sometimes depth is great. Sometimes just having, you know, a small squad with a few extra bits of class in different places makes all the difference. So, look, um, I think when they're playing well, they're, they're, um, they could be very dangerous for sure, um, and you know, and I'm pretty sure they're not just going to come down to make up the numbers. I don't think they have all year really, like you know, and and yeah, I suppose the kind of the word at the start of the year was all oh, looked like they've they've low numbers, they're going to struggle, but they, they had too much quality to struggle. You know what I mean? When you stack them up player for player across the board, they might have been light in some parts, but they had loads of quality in other places. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't think that they'd come down and have any fear of coming down and playing us or anything like that. I think they'll come down and just and, and cut loose and and have a go. So hopefully, you know, it's it's um it's it's two teams just looking to have a go, maybe a little bit uninhibited, and um and we kind of you know just make it a nice spectacle and 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 play a good high quality game that that people come coming to the game can enjoy, and maybe people coming to see their first game of football live can enjoy as well. And you know, 
see some big players in offense, see some big players in defense, see some big players in special teams, see the hits. Oh, we seem to have lost in there. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry, that's my back. camera turned itself off there. Yeah. Uh, but just you know, <laughs> just just see just see the spectacle, you know, and see people people can come down and 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 enjoy the game, you know, for and, and enjoy a game of American football for what it is and see the see the high points in it, you know. Yeah. Then on uh, looking at the the game itself, obviously it's as defensive coordinator, you're gonna have to come up with a plan to stop Finn Cairns, who's um, been yeah. fantastic at quarterback for the Panthers this year, and of course now with the addition of um, their new running back as well, uh, James O'Leary, yeah. who transferred over from from Trinity too, and had a really really good game there last Sunday as well. Um, the defense for the for the Admirals, Admirals, I should say, sorry, has been one of sort of the unsung heroes of the of the season. Um, you know, they've only you've only conceded more than twenty points once all year, and um, yeah. in, a, in a crazy game against the Rebels, who've been scoring for fun against everybody. So it's it's nothing to to be disappointed by. Oh well. Any more disappointed by than usual, but um, when you're looking at players, <laughs> it, it there is a lot to be disappointed by. But <laughs> yeah. listen, it's 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 one of those we'll put it down to a freak occasion, and you can put it right. Then um, it, if uh, look, you get the chance look, to meet them again, re, uh, look, rebels are just bursting with quality. Rebels are absolutely bursting with quality, you know. And yeah. Toy knows the game as well as anybody here knows the game, and can if you've got a weak point, he's gonna he's gonna keep itching it and keep scratching it and. And he knows how to move all his pieces around, and he does it really, really well. And like, and they're they were really good last year. They went eight and zero last year, but their team this year is is even better on it on both sides of the football. Definitely, they're they're yeah. they're so loaded. It's not funny, you know. No, absolutely. But yeah. how how um happy have you been to see how well your defense has been performing all season, knowing that you've been yeah. able to concede so little points um, knowing that you're able to back up the offense on days. Maybe that maybe they may not be able to, to hit their normal heights. Yeah. I look really, really happy because um, I suppose the, the main kind of thing that, that I that take a lot of satisfaction from is that you know, we're, we're quite light on both our lines. So we've got guys doing a lot of uh, at different points in the year, playing both ways um, we haven't kind of had um, through different for different reasons. We haven't had kind of a a, 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 a solid or a kind of repeat or a, a locked in kind of defensive line through injuries and availability. And the same with our offensive line through injuries and availability. And we've had a lot of guys had to help out kind of both ways and those. So like the the production of them on um, some occasions there are guys like Conor McCarthy who played like some games literally played nearly every snap of football both ways and and some special teams as well. Um, so really happy with that. And the second part, really happy with is like we've had a bunch of rookies come in and do really, really well in their first year. Uh, like Matt has played a load of snaps at linebacker. We put him in and, and asked him to do loads. Um, and he's done really, really well. Um, Adam has been fantastic at, at corner. Donald has been suffering with injury a little bit, but has has has, has played well when he's played. Um, you know, and I'm probably forgetting one or two other guys there now as well around. Um, and, but the, and the rotation through at um. At a, on the line as well, like they, they've been great. And in that, in like we've got a, we've got a, a good kind of bunch of staples of, of veterans there as well around them that have looked just consistently solid and can't learn enough about football, can't do enough prep for games. You know, they you know there's a there's a good bunch there. But um, the kind of the two points we would kind of in question marks maybe coming in to that we would have said maybe just at the start of the year, you know, they've they've kind of come through well for us. So. Yeah, yeah, pretty happy with those. Look, there's a few that we'd we want back. You know, there's a few games we want back. There's a few kind of we would say we played really, really well. Um, and there's a few who we say we thought maybe that we gave up one or two kind of cheaply. But you know, consistency. Like if we we kind of set that benchmark, bar the Rebels game, if we set that benchmark where we go, look, we're going to keep every team we play to, you know, 14, 16 points. Then you know we'd win a lot of games off the back of it. You know, and and that's kind of turned out to be the case. Brendan, what's it, what's it like yeah. being so far out? Do you find that the home field advantage is a is a big benefit to you guys? And maybe building off that question again, obviously, no matter how things go from here to the rest of the season, you'll have home field, uh, no matter what way the results go, as far as you guys can go. So how much of an advantage do you guys feel that is coming into these last three games of the season? Um, you know, it, it's it's a funny one, right? I think it's kind of it's less of an advantage for us. Like we're, we're more used to, 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 to the travel and, and like we're pretty used to doing a lot of travel. 
like I was talking to, to Dara Farrell during the week and he was like, Jesus, did you see the, what's the price of a bus to Cork or the price of a bus to from Dublin? And I was like, yeah, try going to Belfast from Cork twice a year and pay for that. And then go to Mullingar after that. And, you know, and our, our furthest, or sorry, our closest away game will be your furthest away game or, or further than your furthest away game. So like, we've done loads of travel. So if, if we had to travel, I don't think it would be a massive deal for us. But so maybe, you know, as opposed to, to settling us, it might unsettle some of the teams that, 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 that travel to Cork. So I don't think it's a, it's a huge advantage for us, but maybe it's more of a disadvantage, maybe for teams that, that wouldn't, that would have to travel down. And, and in particular, if we, you know, if, um, if, if there's somebody coming from even further than Dublin, it would be probably even more of a, of a disadvantage, you know, but look in, in the past, like, you know, we've, we played at home in the playoffs and last, and we've gone away in the playoffs and won. So, you know, it still comes down to the to, to the to the to the football is more important. It, there is probably a little percentage influence on it, um, but 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 it's not not that that not that massive. There won't be eighty thousand, you know, in Cork making it impossible for the other team to communicate or anything like that. You know, it won't quite be like that. Like, but um, but it will be nice for us like to to not get out of bed at five o'clock in the morning for a game or six o'clock in the morning for a game. That'd be mm. great too. Yeah. Jeez, I swear you, I bet you want the Vikings to get promoted this year, so you'll have one, at least one less away trip for sure. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. You've got, crossed, you've got yeah. the Craig Avon trip gone now. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Now replace it with the Vikings one. Yeah. Jesus, that's a nice compromise. Yeah, I, we take that now in a heartbeat, yeah. Take that now in a heartbeat, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, we'd like to see them back anyway. Like a, that, that was a great rivalry for a long time, you know, and we were kind of... They were really dominant for for a while, um, for a long period there, and we we found it hard to beat them, and um, and then we were kind of on our up as they were under under down. So, you know, it would be good to have them back again and kind of get that local local derby back on the on the calendar, and they're going really well as well. You know, um, it looks like they'll be in with a really good shout for um for for Division One this year. Yeah, they are. They have been an incredible team so far this year, and um, getting to see them up close now twice this season too. It's been, you can see that they're a well-run side. They know exactly what they're doing, and you know, with players like Finn and um, playing quarterback, you know, and his ability to run the ball, not just throw, is it's just another level for them, and that's what that can definitely take them forward and be great to see. Um, a match between you two in the in the Premier Division next year. Fingers crossed. If, of course, they can make it. Um. Like uh, Fionn mentioned, though, as well, you sort of you have your own fate sealed in terms of second spot is yours. You're not going to lose that, um, no yeah. matter what happens this Sunday. Um, and it also means that it's, it's you're going to have another crack at UCD in the semi-finals. Of course, last year, um, it was the sort of opposite where it was in UCD. This time, it's a, like we said, it's going to be in Cork. Yeah. Um, you obviously have a win over them this year in Cork as well. Um, are you guys? I wouldn't say cautiously, maybe optimistic about um welcoming welcoming them back to Cork and being able to turn them over again. Um yeah, well, I think they're they're much much improved from where they were at the start of the season. Um, you know, probably uh, maybe a bit rusty when we caught them at the start. They're definitely personnel wise, they're a lot stronger now. You know, um, offense like they're after adding. You know, um, Tom Donovan back from injury. He missed the first couple of games of the season. You know, last year's Shamrock Bowl MVP has been one of the best players in the league for you know a long, long time. So missing a player like him, you know, that's definitely worked something missing to your offense, or that's definitely something missing from your offense when he's not playing. So um, I think they probably suffered missing him at the start of the year, um, and then on defense as well. Then like you know, they've obviously got you know uh, uh, Kieran back at corner. I see Noah playing for them again at safety. Noah Young playing at safety. You know, um, that's probably freed up the likes of Brandon Atwell to do more around the field. Like they look very, very strong for in their last few games. Like they, they look like the you know the UCD team in game eight would looked a lot stronger than the UCD game at the start of the year. Um, I suppose they've had a bundle of new guys playing as well. You know, really talented athletic guys. Um, I forgot there as well. Like yeah, Keen Lawler was missing at start of the season as well. Like Keen was so important to them. When I look at it from a defensive point of view, or scheming against them. You know, he came up with so many conversions, third down conversions and turned so many short plays into touchdowns for them down the stretch last year. Um, really good player, you know, another another Wolfhound missing. Like so you don't you don't miss guys like that and then go, everything's just gonna keep on going. You know, they'd obviously had an adjustment period while they were trying to to do without them, but it looks like they have a lot of their their talent back again. 
and and looks like they've added in a few more pieces across the board as well. Um, look, Sean McVeigh is obviously still running the ball really well. Um, I think um, I think Aaron Mooney probably had a, a like a by his standards probably had a poor start to the season, but looks like he's playing really well as well down the stretch. And and he played he had a fantastic end to the season last year. So efficient in the in their passing game last year. Um, uh, it, when it came to kind of uh, playoff time, you know their their numbers, their passing numbers were were really really efficient. So. Um, yeah, look, I, I think they're much stronger now than what they were. I think we were probably really smarting from that last last year and that, you know, we thought we probably got bullied, you know, a little bit. Uh, and maybe even just with how the game was refereed up there, I thought that, you know, you know, the the kind of the the kind of playoff element came into it and it, things were a little bit looser and we didn't think maybe a few things went against us on the day as well and, and the kind of the, the kind of the, the kind of standard how the the run game was was called like we weren't expecting and, and kind of got caught by that in in a in, in a bad way and and to be fair like you know they took advantage of it and they just bullied us in the second half of that game so like we really had a bone to pick with them about that so and we definitely had that one circle at start of the year um but you know we had to kind of play we had to play up to win that game in in a big way I think like and that was definitely our best performance of the year you know and we 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 sneaked the win so. I think like if if Vegas had a line in it, they'd still probably have us as home underdogs in in a in a playoff game against UCD, given like the the personnel changes and and in the team and and how different they're going to look um, in the in a in a in a semi final um in, you know in in a in a week's time or, or in ten days time, um I think um they're they're like they're they're the best five and three team that will probably ever come out of the SBC, given like you know the the few losses they've had, you know like the Rebels have absolutely cut through the league. And UCD had two legitimate chances to beat them, you know, and, you know, in the first game, UCD were still within a score of winning. Or like, I think they had a possession where they were driving the ball down six or eight points in the fourth quarter and it turned around, you know, they didn't score and the Rebels did. And then they lost by whatever, you know, 15 or 16 points, something like that in the first game. And in the second game, they played the Rebels, you know, the Rebels have to convert on fourth and long, you know, with two minutes left to keep that, to win that game. So... Like that's the benchmark of where UCD are at, you know what I mean? And and we 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 couldn't get close to the Rebels today. We day we played them. So, like I think um talking UCD up here a lot, but I think they're 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 bursting with quality as well all over the field. Like I, like you can't line up eleven from UCD and find a bad player in there. Like there, it's very hard to find a, a weakness to, to kind of go after, you know. And they've obviously added more talent onto their O line, more talent onto their defense. You know, both from developing players and getting and kind of making the most of of kind of maybe some guys with experience that are living in in Dublin did as well. So they've obviously pushed both elements of it on a lot. So they're, they're yeah they're going to be difficult to defeat. But look, it's that's kind of dirty games you want. Like you're not going to get a you're not going to get a pushover in a, in a playoff game in in the SBC. I don't think not not anymore. Um. So look, yeah, look, we'll it's a it's it's what we've been kind of fighting for all year to get a, to earn a crack at it. So look, we'll. We definitely won't be won't be negative about it, or definitely won't be burying our head in the sand about it. We'll you know we'll attack it full belt, but like we're under no illusion that we like we'll have to play up you know to one hundred percent of our abilities just to give ourselves a, a chance to win the to win that game. Yeah, and actually we we mentioned it earlier about home field advantages, and if if that's a thing, do you think UCD actually have a home field advantage because they play on that pitch? It's not because it's not grass, and they're used to playing on the Astro Turf. Whereas, obviously, it wouldn't be sort of maybe as used to playing on it. Um, maybe. Um, I suppose we we probably haven't felt like that because we we do an awful lot of our practice in the off season on Astro, so all our weeknight practices were on Astro, so it, it didn't seem like it was a a massive upsetting factor for us to go there. And, and look, we've played there and and won as well in the past. You know, like we've. You know, we've won a couple of games up there. You know, I think we've like that. That was probably the first game we've we've lost up there on on the um on the AstroTurf pitch. So uh, it all depends. I think if it's if you've never touched Astro before, it might be might be a, a, you know an unsettling thing for you. But I I didn't think it was as as a big deal for us. Like biggest deal for us that day was just their all in just completely controlled that game. You know, their all in was really really good when they got. When they got um, Larry Doyle back into the O line, and it looked like their f- strongest five on the O line, then they looked very, very good, you know. And and to be fair, like that, their O line absolutely dominated the 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 Shamrock Bowl as well. Then you know, like it took them probably ten minutes in the first quarter to get going, but after that, then like they didn't look like they could be stopped at that game either, you know. So, and like they're like I know looking at their O line now compared this year to last year, like they've obviously added Graham Jenkinson into the O line. 
Um, Paddy Sweeney's obviously back fit, and and I can't think of the name. He's second name, nobody obviously got the, the American kid playing for him as well, you know, who played it at a, a ball state playing tackle for him as well. So it's not like they've added bad players into the rolling. Um, Harry's obviously a loss as well, but like you can only play five, you know, so like it's not like they don't have five really quality players to play on, on that. Like, and, and it's kind of sign there that they were able to, to free Larry up and, and go back, play more, de- more defense lately. Just looks like they're speaks to the kind of quality that, and depth that they have on, on their rolling. So that's obviously a huge strength for them and their defensive front is obviously very strong as well. But um, yeah, like, I, I, like you, you're going to have to match them you somehow to, um, to kind of give yourself a chance to, 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 to beat UCD. You know? Yeah. Um, but you're not, all, of course, only the defensive coordinator for the Cork Admirals. You're also defensive yeah. coordinator for the Irish Wolfhounds. Fiona has a question about that, but I want to ask you first, you have a defensive tackle here and you have a safety here. Where's their call? Yeah. <laughs> all, all donations would be glad to accept it lads story yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, sorry I'll, I'll send, I'll, I'll send but, the uh, I'll send the envelope on the way don't worry yeah yeah no I would come here like if, if, in, in a serious note though like it's um, you know the, the inbox is always open to somebody who, who thinks they should be in consideration who has game tape to, to review you know if you think you should be playing with the Wolfhounds or it could be a player that plays with the Wolfhounds and you've got you've got you know some production on tape, whether it's here or abroad or wherever it is. Then you know by all means send it in, and we'll talk to you. Definitely, definitely. But you know there's um it's very hard to, to back up the I'm class lads argument. You know, but like the you know tape always always speak, speaks for itself. Then afterwards, you know, and and we've had plenty of guys do it. We've had we've had loads of guys in in the past. Some on the squad know who just go look. I'm here. I exist. This is what I did this year. If you think I'm good enough, bring me in and have a look. And and we definitely had had plenty of lads who who come into the squad that way. But um, but yeah, the ta- like the the tape is the kind of the is the key. Yeah. So you're yeah, telling just, me that you're going to keep that seventy nine free for me? Yeah. You're going to keep that seven number seventy nine. <laughs> right, yeah. He's telling you prove it, Dara. He's telling you prove it. You're in the semi final now. Let's see what you can do. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm a yeah. playoff player. Are you, all right, yeah, right we're, we're, yeah. allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, this game is getting live streamed, right? So you can you can yeah. app Brendan now on Sunday, and he'll see yeah. every one of your yeah. snaps now. Go on. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just want to follow up, Brendan, on the Wolfhounds. Yeah. Obviously, the I believe the last game we played was a a really competitive match against the Spanish international side, a very highly ranked side that we acquitted ourselves well on. I know the result didn't quite go our way. How is the international scene going? Is there is there camps coming up? How is it looking? And uh, what's the kind of schedule that's coming up for the Ireland squad? Do you know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what's been announced and what hasn't been announced and I don't want to put my foot in anything. All right. So there's a few, there's a few, you don't yeah. want to give any scoops. You don't want to Under give any scoops. No, no, no. exclusive. This is what it is. No, look, I, yeah. I, I suppose, look, I, like, without saying anything too concrete, I know like there is definitely um, a home and away agreement with um, with a country to play again this year uh, with a game at home in, in, uh, in August and a game away later in the year. So look, obviously kind of Post playoffs in Ireland, that'll kind of kick back off into gear again, and um, camps and all that kind of stuff will be will be part of that again. So you know, I'm sure you'll be hearing all about it. But like, yeah, excited for that again because um, I think we're um, the the kind of the, the last few years um, have been great to kind of get going. It's great to get a few wins. I suppose the the level of competition in the Spanish game it was a was an eye opener as well. And but it was good to play like a, a fully competitive game and be in a competition. And I think that the way the European championships are structured, the way that you know the top twelve teams are in their own competition and then there's a, a kind of basically a competition for emerging teams or teams who are maybe on after getting pushed out of the A competition, then like that's a great um that's a great opportunity for us to get into into loads of competitive games against similar nations and have a, a you know a prize that that is that is winnable out there. Not not saying like oh look, well, I just need to show up and play games and, and we'll win, but you know something that's that's winnable for us in 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 the future out there. And and, and again, like yeah, it, it, that's that's just going to be that's just going to be great for the program. You know, going to be great for the program to have these types of competitive games. You know, regularly coming every year and and hopefully you know. Next cycle around, so that, that cycle will start again in uh, 2024, kind of fresh and clean, and, and hopefully we can kind of 
get into that and, and win some games in it and, and have something then to, to really play for in, in 2025 off the back of that. You know? Yeah, I, th- I think it's really exciting as well as, a, as a, a bystander at the moment, obviously looking in. Starting to hear uh, a lot more on social media about the league in general, but also the national team, and it's a very concerted drive uh, across the, the AFI. And we're seeing great stuff in terms of the development on the pitch from the, the national team. We've got the international flag team and the women's flag team, and there's a lot of stuff going on. Are, are you excited? How much are you involved in the other stuff? And is there is there other off the field things? I, I know we've floated the idea here of. While, of course, there's there's a lot of top talent in terms of the, the international squad, but maybe a development squad for the kind of the D1, D2 players to get them, get them interacting with the league. I, I was really impressed there, Brendan. I thought it was really cool that when you were speaking about UCD and speaking about the Panthers, and you can kind of ream off these names. And I guess part of that is just yeah. your interaction with them and stuff. And I personally, on our show, we feel like it's a look, it's a lot of resources. And obviously the, the main goal is to get the national team as successful as possible and, and breed that talent. But also we've seen like from yourselves, the youth, the youth policy has come true and really strengthened your squad. And maybe it's, maybe it's something we could look into in terms of developing some of the, the lesser known talent. And even if it's just a way to create those connections and get guys names and get a bit of buzz generated around, around the different yeah. squads throughout the league, because obviously the cream has risen to the top, but I think there's plenty of space there. Yeah. In the international setup, yeah. Look, I, I suppose there's a, there's a couple of other things going on. Um, like the, I'm a big advocate of the the youth league in in AFI as well. I think it's been a, a a massive enabler for us. So look, I suppose like geographically, like there isn't a there isn't a massive pool in Cork. There's probably a decent pool of players in Cork, right? But like like we need to kind of get the most out of the out of the pool that are that are here, and you know, and, and kind of push that on. So. Our best avenue is like is to you know is to find our own players, find local lads from Cork who want to play the sport, bring them in, teach them how to play, develop them, and move them on. And the earlier we can get them in, um, the better. You know, so looking at you know um, at the moment there's a youth league and, and we're trying to be as proactive as we can and, and we're doing a lot of different things around around the city and around the area to try and and, and promote that that team and to try and promote um um you know the opportunity that's there and get people involved in it i think that that's huge i think the gateway for that the more people we get playing underage football the better um i think the it's great to see uh, the irish under 19 team um getting a kind of a a, a start or a restart again this year it's been kind of in in fits and starts in the past and kind of has been just you know a, a team to play a game and then kind of faded away again so it's good to see that that kind of merged in with the with the senior program and, and it becoming a program. And I think that's going to be the real feeder for um for um for what for uh, for the senior team as well. And that's going to be a great um that's going to be great for the league in general in that, you know, the, the senior team has built the community massively um and has built, you know, the the, the knowledge and, and kind of awareness of who people are around the league, but like that, that's probably there to, to a certain extent without the Wolfhounds, but like that, that the Wolfhounds has definitely increased the, the community aspect of it. But, but going back to the point, like the, the under 19s is going to be great, um, great for the league, it's going to be great for like if you look at the age profile of it, you know, anybody who's starting the sport is going to have a legitimate chance of kind of getting into, into that squad in the not too distant future. So that'll be good for guys who've a couple of years youth football played that. You know, when they get to 17, 18, these games will be there for them and, and um, great opportunities. And it's great to see the under-19s have a, a really nice um, opportunity to play, you know, under lights in Donnybrook against an American high school team. That's going to be a fantastic experience for those guys involved. So, you know, and I know that they're they're working way hard behind the scenes already. But, um, you know, win, lose or draw in that game, that, like none of those guys are going to come out any worse for the experience. You know they're all going to, to see football at, at, a, at a kind of a at, at a at a different pace and a different level, and I think the guys will 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 learn an awful lot learn an awful lot from it, and um and, and hopefully like will will be able to represent themselves really really well on on the day as well. But I I think the youth is is a massive element and and that feeding into the under 19s and I think the 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 the, the youth league is kind of a is a one tier league as well. So I think you know for the clubs who are kind of trying to look to push on. Whether they're Division One, Division Two, or Premier, like the the gateway to kind of developing is is definitely in my mind is definitely through the through the youth league. Look, I think I, I'm not a not an anti flag or anything like that, but I, I I think like there's you're going to get more from developing 
guys to go and play um, and play tackle football for a couple of years, 16, 17, 18 years old, and then have them come into the senior team, then just then just you know putting all your eggs in in, in the flag basket. Um, um, and look, it's great to see it. it you know the the on on the flag side. Then look, obviously, flag here is is going is really popular. It's growing in popularity. It's great to see the competition here. So. And it's great to see the European European Championships coming here, and great to see more and more teams competing in flag because it's just raising the profile association, raising the, the awareness of the whole sport in general here, and it's getting more people involved in sport, which is probably what the association's main game is. Our aim is in in, in the first place, you know. Um, so yeah, look, obviously, really exciting time to be involved in in football at at, at any at any code or at any level in Ireland. Um, and I think you know the, in the in the club scene of it as well, you know the. I think the the structure in the league at the moment with the with the three tiers as well. I'd, I'd love to see the, the three tiers staying because I think there, there's there's you know for for the most part there's there's winnable competitions for for any club starting out now or any club that's that's participating, which is which is great to see as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got a few uh, listener questions um, that I'm going to give yep. to you before we get into the weekend's games and, and give a few predictions. The first one we have is. Uh, Fancy reinstating the preseason game against Wexford? Oh yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah. No yeah. prizes for guessing which team sent that in. we've had some great games with them in the past. Like we've had some great games with them in the past. And um, the second last time we played them, we played them down in Wexford, and um, and at the time. You know they were going really well, and and like they had a really legitimate chance to beat us in the second half of that game. Really had a legitimate chance to beat us in the second half of that game, and I think that was, I could be wrong. Was that the year we, we were definitely a playoff team anyway in the SBC that year? If we didn't win the SBC at the end of that, but they were really good. They were really really good. So it's good to see that they haven't got away completely. Coach Class, great coach, great football guy, um, and and I'm sure he's doing a good, going to do a, a, a great job with them. And, and, and bring them back hopefully to, to, to kind of the, to the to the to the strengths that they were at. So it's great to see them going and look they're obviously playing really, really well. Nightmare to prepare for and, and, and scheme against as well. Oh absolutely. We know firsthand how yeah. bad that is this year to try and play against yeah. them for sure. Um you think you know what's coming but it's almost impossible to, to stop them the way they're, no. they're playing at the moment. Yeah. They're so 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 good. Um the next one is um which of his position groups is Brendan's favourite? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one, though. That's a tough one. Um, I can't say one over over the rest of the. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, um, it's not the defensive backs, anyways. They're always divas. Uh, they're good. <laughs> they're really good, though. They're really good, though. Do you know, I don't don't want to disappoint anyone, though. There's a really good group in in our defensive backs that can, like, to be honest with you, at this stage, like, could could nearly coach themselves. Like, there's a few really really smart guys there who've been there for a couple of years. Uh, like, Liam has played really really well for a long time. Dan Dan Sheedy the same, Kate the same. Like, they're they're really really good, and, and the young lads have come in have been really good too. Um, but look, I, I I suppose I still have like, even though I I I probably spent more time with our uh, with our, our two lines this year with our offensive line and our defensive line together. So, I. And and still, no matter what level of football you're playing at, like I don't care if you've got like Jerry Rice and Randy Moss in your team. If you've got no O line, you're not winning any games. You know, if your O line are getting rinsed, you're not winning any games. And same with your D line. If your D line are getting hosed, then you're not getting any stops either. So yeah, I I still like coaching with D line. Played on the D line and the O line, so I'll, I'll I'll hang my hat and I'll say that one. Hang I'll say the two lines together. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, this is a, a two parter. Um, yeah. which which away day is your favorite, and which away day is your worst? Is your least favorite? Uh, away day is my favorite. Belfast is my favorite, definitely. Just more hours for mafia on the bus home. Um, least favorite, I don't know. Um, probably the road to Mullingar is the worst to drive on at the moment. You know, just used to the motorway on the way trip. So yeah. Going over that bog road from Tullamore to Mullingar isn't isn't the best for a snowmobile. Yeah, so I'll say Mullingar. I think yeah. I actually I actually think it was was it last year or was it 2019? I remember um, we actually both had games on the same day, so we were on our way up to Antrim to play the Jets, um, yeah. and I think you were going to actually to 
Derry to play the Vipers. I think it could have been last year. Um, and I remember us stopping in at a service station, I think, in Balbriggan. And I just see a load of Admiral sort of, you know, gear. Uh, people wearing, yeah. obviously, their merch and stuff. And I'm thinking, that must be some trip because you're going to Cork and then you're going up after that, up north. Yeah. Or going to Dublin and then up north after that. That's that's yeah. like three hours just to Dublin and then that up there. It's, it must be rough. Do you know, it, it probably is, but like, I think just like the geography means that we, we have to be used to the travelling, you know, uh, have to be used to the travelling. Um, you know, and, and I think we're probably just a little bit conditioned to it now at this stage. Do you know what I mean? A little bit conditioned to it. I would look at where, like everybody enjoys the way days anyway in, in, in sport, especially when you've got a bit of a drive and you get the gang in the bus. Like there's there's always a lot of crack to be had on the way home, you know, when news are drawn. And, you know, if you if you're making a you know, a long trip home after a good win, you know, there's always a great vibe as well. Always a great vibe. So yeah, enjoy those after a win. I, I should have probably said if I could retract my last answer and just say doesn't matter where you're coming home from as long as you come home with the win. Like, yeah, it, it all, that, that's, that drive home is always better than, yeah. We'll accept that answer. We'll accept that answer. Now, I actually have to ask a question on the back of that. And you can name and shame if you like, but who's the right. worst on the bus trying to get stops to go to the bathroom? Because I know I'm one of the worst on the Pirates for it because I, I need to go most of the time too. But who's the worst with, with the Admirals? Uh, I, I could be in that. I could be in that conversation sometimes. Um, <laughs> uh, I was going to say Kieran K- May probably has the record this year I don't think we were 20 minutes outside of Belfast this year before he was looking for a stop so I'm going to say Kieran uh, K- May this, just on this year's performance alone yeah. fair enough fair enough alright so that is listener questions um, we're going to move on to the weekend's games um, we'll start in the Premier Division um, we'll give you the easy one to start off with first Cork Admirals Panthers on Sunday, family fun day. Who have you yeah. got? I look. I think if look if we play well, um, like we've we had their number earlier on in the year. I think if we play well, we'll have their number again. But we'll need to play well. You know, same as as anybody in the SBC. Um, if you play badly on a day, you know you're going to get knocked off no matter who you're playing. So look, I think if we if we perform, um, you know it, that's a game we can win definitely. But like um, all all respect due to the to the to the Panthers. Like if if we don't um if we don't prepare well and play well, you know they'll they'll put manners on a stone and and we know they've done it in the past. So you know got to be um got to be on on point this weekend and 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 and, to, and play well to get a result. Yeah, look, I'm a Brendan. I th- I'm expecting a good game. I think no matter what the score, I suspect. Uh, we'll get on to the other game, but given the the predicted score that I have for that game, I think there's going to be uh, both of these teams in the playoffs. So I think both of them are going to want to come into the playoffs with the win, keep the momentum going. Obviously, Brendan, you guys have had a good season in terms of wins. Uh, and I, I fancy, yeah, of course, you have to fancy the Admirals here to home, home field advantage. Very good season. You've already got the win over them so far this season. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Admirals in this one. Okay, okay. I'm just going to mix it up and I'm just going to say the Panthers just to just to sort of make sure it's not a clean sweep. And I don't want uh, Finn to be angry at me because I never picked the Panthers because I didn't pick them last week and they won. So, uh, well, everybody didn't pick the Panthers last week yeah. and they won. So that was a surprise in itself. But did you pick the Panthers? Yes. You never okay. listened to me, well, Darren. Sorry, what? <laughs> Moving on to the Saturday game, then uh, the Trojans <laughs> against the Rebels. Uh, Fionn, I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, I'll be short and sweet. I don't think this one's going to be close. I think the Rebels are going to win and win big. Uh, and as I mentioned, that's going to leave the Panthers knowing their fate by the time they get down to the to the Admirals in Cork. Yeah, um, I'd agree. Seeing reffing their game last week and just seeing how explosive they are on on offense and how they can just shut down teams on defense as well. It, it doesn't matter if it's up in Belfast or anywhere. I, I fancy them to beat the the Trojans easily enough because I think they would, I think they would prefer to have the Panthers in the playoffs rather than the Trojans in the playoffs. But uh, Brendan, who have you got? Yeah, I think it's hard to bet against the Rebels at the moment, but I, I, I think the Trojans will 
will fight in this one though and, and I think you know that they will do better than you probably expect them to do I mean uh, Trojans run game not sure how well they ran the ball in the Panthers game I haven't, haven't seen the tape of that game but like, I was impressed with their run game when, when I saw them um, during the year and I thought that uh, 80 Kieran Tomlinson looks like a really good player running back as well um, if he's fit and, and Mo is fit um, and you know and obviously Damlin can, can run the ball some as well like I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they hung around in this one, you know. Um, I, I think it'll be tough um, to, to, to get out a win because the, 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 that, that Rebels offence is very, very difficult to stop at the moment. Very, very difficult. They just have so much quality in the skill positions, especially, that they're, they're going to be very, very hard to, to shut down. Like, there isn't one receiver you can focus on because when they put their best four receivers on the field, they're all quality. They're all, all quality in fairness, all really good quality. So, And obviously, Toy is still there as well, um, and, and he can run the ball, pass the ball, um, it's hard to bet against them, but I think that I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the Trojans got on the board a few times in, in this game and, and and at least came you know come out of the come out of the blocks and, and make the fight of it and, and and do their best to make the Panthers get a result. Oh. Okay, um, moving on to Division One then uh, the Division One playoffs. Uh, the Vikings are at home to the Rhinos. The Rhinos got in by beating the Vipers last week, and of course the Razorbacks not winning their game against the Mavericks. Um, I'll go first on this one. I think I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think they are on a run to the SBC, and I don't think the Rhinos are going to be able to stop them. Their defense has played, has played very well all season for the Rhinos, and it was a great result for them last week. Um, I think, though, this uh, Vikings defense is, is is tough, really, really tough to play against, and I think that they can shut down this um, Rhinos offense for sure. So I'm going to go for a Vikings win. Um, Brendan, who have you got on this one? Yeah, I've got the Vikings as well. I, I think um, I think the Rhinos have actually played Vikings twice this year and played them really closely both times. So like, I, I think the Rhinos will know how they want to play this game. So I think that they will make it a game definitely. Um, considering like you know they lost their quarterback a while about six weeks ago, and you know everyone would have been quick to like the rubbish their season and throw them out. I think they've done really well to hang in there, and in particular to get like to almost get the result against the Mavs in, in that game. Like I think the Rhinos will make it difficult. I think this is probably one that that the that the that the Vikings wouldn't have wanted to have seen in the playoffs maybe in, in the first round. But I think they'll probably have one or two things held back and and um again, you know, uh, home field advantage will, will play a, a factor there as well. Um I think the Vikings too going into this one, you know, they were they came very close to winning that league last year. So They'll be, you know, they'll be really motivated to kind of play their best football down the stretch you now and, and put in two big performances. So, yeah, I can, I can see them getting the win in this one, but I can see the Rhinos, you know, ha- um, hanging in there definitely until into the second half of that game. Yeah, look, with, with the exception of the the Jets, who obviously struggled a little bit this season through a lot of different stuff, I think the the football has been great in Division One. I. I think it's a very strong division. I think it bodes really well for Irish football to have that central division so tough. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think I'm going to go with you guys. I think number one seed this year, they've earned it. We saw them play up against the Vipers, Dara. They're, they're a very well-oiled machine. They seem to have kept the numbers around as well, which is always difficult for a, a varsity team. So yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. And as Brennan said, to echo him, I think it's going to be a really tough game. I expect... Both both playoff games and the final of division one to be ultra competitive as it has been all season. So I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. Yeah. Okay. Well, then the other semi final is the Loud Mavericks at home to the Kildare Crusaders or Kildare Crusaders. Um, this game was extremely one sided when they played in the regular season with the Mavericks coming out on top. Um, but Fionn, I'll go with you first on this one. Who have you got in this game? Yeah, look, I already said all four of these teams are really, really strong. I did feel like there was the two were clear out in front in terms of the, the Vikings and the Mavericks going through the course of the full season. I'm going to take the Mavericks now. Uh, of course, as, as Brendan said earlier, talking about the Panthers, small squad is always difficult, but when you have the talent at the key positions, you can get the job done. That has been the way for the Mavericks for the last two seasons. They haven't suffered, obviously. The longer you get into the season, the more attrition wears on. But I think they've been very strong. They've scored an absolute bucket load of points this season. Uh, so I'm going to take the Mavericks in this one. Brandon? Yeah, I, I think it's hard to bet against the Mavericks here. It just, 
it's very hard to see that that kind of scoring getting reversed not not so far later and um yeah um yeah Mavericks looking looking good um you just just still looking looking ahead though do you think like um they were looking good this weekend but like that that squad size might just catch up with them maybe in 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 later on in the season I think like across the board across the leagues like the the attrition does kind of tend to up in the playoffs as well people do really kind of tend to to leave it all out there you know and everything kind of just goes some maybe third or fourth gear into into high gear like you know pretty you know pretty turbo pretty quickly so yeah you just wonder like if they can if if they will feel the squad size a little bit more kind of in in these in these last few games that that, that might come against them there but this weekend no like they've they've um they've they've been going um, going really well and like i said it's very very hard to see them overturning um over, overturning that deficit but like the, across the board, though, like the playoffs usually turn up one kind of outlier result, but there's one usually one upset. Um, you would think like that it's most likely to be like one of these two games this weekend, but I, I just don't see. I see the two favorites kind of, kind of, kind of hanging, um, not not hanging on. I, I see, the, I see the two favorites kind of winning out this this week, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this is a tough one now to pick for me. Um, one of the toughest ones this weekend because yes, it was one-sided in the regular season, but I think that the 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 Crusaders are better than that. You know, the their offensive, you know, proficiency has not been as good as it has been at the start of the year. Um I, I'm gonna go for a Mavericks win on this as well. Um I think that especially at home, I know they don't have the bodies, but they do still have some really, really good quality, especially on that defensive line for sure. And if they can get at Jordan, the quarterback, then, you know, they, a lot of damage can be done there, um, especially with the fact that their the, their run game isn't as strong, whereas we saw the Mavericks run game last week was absolutely fantastic. Um, so I think that, I think that the Razorbacks will, or not the, Razor, the Razorbacks, sorry, the Mavericks will have enough to uh, to win this game. But uh, the most important game of the weekend is the Causeway Giants and the North Dublin Pirates in the Division 2 semi-final. Um, the winner, of course, has the honour to go to Limerick to take on the Eagles. Um, or in Dublin, depends on who wins the game, strangely enough, because that's how the league is run. Um, Brendan, since you were the guest... And obviously, you don't have a horse in this race. I'm going to let I'm you pick for, I'm, first. I'm looking for the 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 you know behind the scenes info here now from the Pirates because I think there's like even say something like you know the Mavericks Crusaders. There, there's definitely a, a Jim's in the Joes element there. People missing or something on the day as well might make a, a poor result look even worse. You know, so you know, and and especially when you're when you're like you're probably. I don't know. You're probably more reliant on one or two or three playmakers in, in as you as you as you go to some teams, you know, and, and and usually as you go down down the divisions as well, there's probably one or two real playmakers, and if they're missing, it can massively impact the game. So, you know, if if you're like, I, I think if you look back in the year, you're probably very disappointed that you didn't beat the Giants, you know, and you know what probably what has changed since then. If, if it's if it's a level playing field and it's the same two squads, then you know it's it's a toss of a coin, and and sometimes you see these results getting overturned in in the playoffs. So, you know, if you tell me that they have the same team and you have the same team, I think it's probably like a a fifty fifty game, and and you know, and and like I said, it's it's you know, you often see these results getting getting overturned in in in, in playoff games. So, wouldn't wouldn't be averse to pinning my colours to the Pirates' mass there now if if I if I thought that it was the same two teams going back out again. See, I knew, yeah, look. Fiona, I knew we made the right selection of getting Brendan yeah. on this week. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> on, yeah, look, I, I think I agree with Brendan, especially this end of the season. We've talked about it with the maps as well. Like, attrition is a big thing. Uh, I do, from what I've heard, both both teams will be down, guys, that were, that were playing in the last game. We result didn't go our way in the first game. We made it a lot tighter in the second game. Uh, of course, it's not how you want. We already spoke. Look, the, the Pirates are are pretty realistic in the sense that it's not how we want to come into a semi-final, but it's another game of football. We haven't had the chance to win on the field yet this season. Certainly, I think if it was, if the full complement of teams were to play, 
uh, we would have ended up the fourth seed and that would have been against the Eagles. It's a much harder task for sure. I don't think anyone denies that. So we're, we're happy that we get to play the Giants. It's certainly, Brendan, as you said, it, it lends a bit of competition at least uh, to this phase of the playoffs. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm willing to call uh, one way or the other. We'll set out to play our best game of football this season. It's been a long time since we've played a game because of the... Uh, the Trinity folding and then not being able to schedule that that rematch against the Eagles. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's a winnable game for us. It's a game we're going to go out and have to play. And really, really, we're playing for, for pride more than to get to the final. I'm sure there was a lot of sniggering at the start of the season when everyone heard that we're all going to make the playoffs. And I think if the if the one in five Pirates make, this, make the bowl, I think there's going to be plenty of sniggering around the league. But sure, look, we're just here to, to play football. It's part of being in the development league. We're under no illusions of of what needs to happen going forward in the next couple of years for the for the squad as a whole. So yeah, that's where I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna leave my answer there. <laughs> and Fionn, you mentioned it and that's that's what I'm here for. I am here for the Discords, for every group chat or something to go absolutely insane when the one and one and four, I'm still gonna say because we didn't officially forfeit that game against the Eagles. I know Eagles may think that we did, but we didn't. It was a it was a scheduling conflict. But um to see them all go mad when we go to the bowl, I think would be insane, and I'd I'd be here for it. Um, like you mentioned, there's bodies on both teams that aren't going to be playing this game. That played the other game, obviously through injury or unavailabilities. This stuff happens at this time of the year. Um, yeah. Well, I'm going to say we're going to win because, of course, I'm I I believe we're going to win. Of course, I I believe that. Um. It's going to be tough. If we play the same that we did in that 8-7 game, we will win this time. I'm convinced of that. Um, we left at least a touchdown on a field goal out there on that field that we should have converted, and we didn't. Um, and yeah, look, I believe that we can save our best our best game of football of the season for this game. Um, and sure, look, listen, then all the lads will be going down to Limerick for the day and be great crack. So, yeah. Pirates win, pirates win for sure. But um, Brendan, like I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan now of like the like the, the three tier structure now, and like seeing this game happening this weekend, you know, because like I'm pretty sure is it like from from what I hear, and I don't know the pirates well, like but you know everything I hear is that you know a decent bunch of guys trying to do the right things and and trying to I just trying to enjoy the game and like what you know what a a win in this type of game would do for you, and even not winning, just getting the the taste that this type of of action will do for for the club like you know it's good to see it good to see it and look at it i wish the two of you best to look and, and and see where it goes and enjoy the game and enjoy the occasion because like there there is just a different there is a different feel to, to play our football whether and we had it in in division one and in in the premier league you know so there it's a different day and you've got to kind of just not forget to enjoy them as they as you as you taste them as well so so i i yeah. don't forget don't forget that element and enjoy it and, and try and get the win if you can as well one way or the other, Brandon, you're going to have to check your inbox because any play where Dara even gets within frame is going to be sent to you now <laughs> after that uh, invitation you gave him earlier on <laughs> <in> the show. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll even just send you tape so you can even put me down as like a media person for a training session. It doesn't matter. Just to the old phone thing as well, and um, look, um, you know, and, and, and Coach Kieran will say the exact same thing, you know, like the Wolf Homes is not a closed door at all at all by any by any means, you know, and, and I know a coach has opened up the door to anybody who's come who's interested in coming and watching and, and, and learning and, and, and just trying to see like, you know, what goes on and how the teams are coached and what we're doing and all that. Like it, it's not it's not a pull down the shutters behind us and it's you know, and no one can see or do or anything. Like that that's not the goal at all. Like I think you know, there's a there's a there's a winning games on the field, but there's a kind of in improving the, the community and the standard of football in, in the league is, is definitely a, a, something that that the whole program is 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 set out to to to, to, to do and, and and to accomplish as well. So look, if there's if people are interested, you know that that door is always open. It's just a matter of getting in touch with Coach Kieran, and 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 I'm 100 certain Barrack like coming somewhere and, and starting the game day. You know, he, I don't think he said no to anybody you know who, who's looked to be involved to try, to try and to try and kind of, you know, just to level up a little bit and whatever and whatever it is that they're doing. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And look, listen, that, that'd be something even to just see a training session and how how you guys are doing would be absolutely fantastic. Even just yeah. to see to see the, the the way it works out. And I'll definitely sort of be in touch with, with Kieran or, or yourself to see when you're training next so I can even just have, have a look yeah. at it on a serious note to just see how, how things are going. But like I said, Brendan, it's been absolutely fantastic to speak to you for the last hour. Um quick reminder, of course, this Sunday down at the NTU Stadium. He is gone. Oh, he's coming back. Is he back? There you are. You're back. Yeah, You're back. Absolutely. I'm not letting you yeah. go just yet. I'm not letting you go just yet. We have, no, to, we have to say thank you properly. <laughs> but, no, like I said, uh, the MTU this Sunday, uh, Admirals versus uh, Panthers, uh, family fun day, 10 euro entry. There's so many great things. You have three bouncy castles. You have a touchdown contest, which would be fantastic. Face okay. painting, food trucks, cheerleaders, and of course, the game itself from 2 o'clock. Not, definitely not something to be missed if you're in the Cork area and looking for something to do on Saturday. Like I said, thank you very much and best of luck, uh, not just for Sunday, but for the rest of the year. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Fionn, as always, thank you. Thank you, as always, Darren. And that's where we're going to wrap up this edition of the show. If you haven't already, make sure you like this video on YouTube and you're subscribed to the Under Center podcast channel to be kept up to date with all the latest shows. Uh, also, comment below underneath and tell us who do you think is making the Division 1 bowl game and Division 2 bowl game. Um, and if it's not the Pirates, I am deleting every single one of those comments for sure. But uh, until next time, that is all we have for us. So stay safe and we'll see you soon.